It's got drama. It's got heart. It's got terror, but it's art. And climatically, it casts an epic spell in The Mighty Kong. That intro was more entertaining than the entirety of the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. I can't believe you were able to oh, create that many lies. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was actually just a straight rip off of Denim's lyrics, Alex. Oh, okay. He's got. He said, "It's got drama. It's got heart. It's got terror, but it's art." And climatically, <laughs> it casts an epic spell. It literally. It literally is like. Uh, Beauty and the Beast be our guest, but it's about King Kong. Wow. That's amazing. (laughs) Really, literally, like it's the same tune. It's the same beat and everything, huh? (laughs) I mean, it feels exactly like it. Um, (laughs) But listen, welcome back to the Monsters vs. Men podcast. This is the bargain basement of the Monster Podcasting Airwaves. And this week, as we struggle to stay alive, we're discussing the Mighty Kong. It... Alex, it's a it's a struggle, man. Yeah, look, I've got to be honest with you. I, I'm barely alive after this one. Like, seriously, <laughs> we might get negative downloads, and we might lose <laughs> listeners after this episode. <laughs> you didn't know it was possible to have negative downloads until no. this week, um, and you're going to find out what negative downloads looks like. Like, people are going to cancel <sighs> all subscriptions, cancel all follows. <laughs> oh. And I get we, it. <laughs> we've just lost everybody. So, um, and look, this is just my uh, qualifier right here off the top of the show. I do not endorse or recommend this movie in any way. And if you've watched <laughs> with us throughout the series, this might be a good time for you not to watch the film. Like, like we did it. We made the sacrifice so that you don't have to. And I say that sincerely. Yeah. Um, I do like. Uh, honestly, don't waste your time. We're selfless here at MVM, doing it for the good people of the world. And Alex, I remember when you you told me you wanted to watch this because originally we said we're not going to do the animated films. You're like, oh, this looks fun. This the animated style looks fun. I just Let's saw the style. It. I just saw a picture. Okay, I didn't see a video. I didn't see the movie. And you know what's really <sighs> weird? Prime Video has this scored at three point five stars. Out of five? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Now yeah, nothing else little... does. Um, it's mostly one star. <laughs> but uh, uh we'll find out our stars at the end of the show. Oh. Uh, I'm excited for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh but let's oh actually before we get into the film introduction. Let's do a uh, patron AMA, Alex. Oh, yeah. So what? We've got two questions? We have two. Um, So number one or number two? All right. Um, This is from Kyoitoshi, and it is, where's Alex long overdue and promised but never delivered Superwoman Challenge video? That's a great question. I did it. Okay. I did it. My wife filmed it. I even had a transformation, I believe. And she just never got around to taking it off of her uh, camera. Um, maybe I need to do that, huh? I guess. Mm, man. 
Yeah, Alex. We gotta it, get it's long right. overdue. I mean, we are almost at the end of our King Kong series now. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I can, I I'll make it happen. For that, though. All right, everybody. I can forgive you for that. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, my face just doesn't need to be on the internet. It doesn't make it in a better place. That's <laughs> why we're podcasters. That's right. That's why we don't have video. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But one day, uh, uh, one day, I'll ask, I'll ask CC where it's at, and I'll try to get it uploaded. I know I've got it somewhere. Good. That sounds good. Yeah. All right, we're we're all anxiously waiting. Oh, I know. So. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into this then, shall we? If we have to. I guess, we have to, we have to. (laughs) (laughs) Released in theaters, limited release, at the end of May 1996, it was released two weeks later on VHS. (laughs) To avoid copyright issues, it is loosely based on the 1932 Lovelace King Kong novel, but let's be honest, it rips from both the 33 film and the 76 one. Yeah. But which one do you think had the stronger influence on this conspicuous continuance of the King Kong franchise, Alex? Uh, I think the 76 film maybe had more influence on this masterpiece, even though the setting is really more 33. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I did hear that Criterion was actually adding this film. Oh, boy. So, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Let's be real, though. This is the end-all, be-all of cinema. Meaning that Mm. if this is all cinema had for us, we should just have ended it all then. (laughs) 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 One way or another. But anyways, now that I'm done singing the film's praises, I think the 76 influence is mostly for the waterfall bath and blow-dry moment. And also, you know, the nonsense of the third act of the 76 plot, what I liked about this film is that they extrapolated that moment and used it for the entire film. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, so it's just that all nonsense. True. I would be very surprised if the waterfall bath and blow dry moment is in the original novel. Um, I'm sure somebody can tell us, but... I would be surprised. Uh, It seems such a weird moment in the 76 film, and it feels just as weird in this film, but I guess people like it. So, especially since she's not even (laughs) dirty in this one, unlike the 76 one. She's just, she's clean, and she's like, yeah, here you go. (laughs) It's true. No, really, I mean, Alex, I think you said it. This is just an abomination of a movie. And to answer my own question I posed uh, in the introduction, I, I think it probably had more stylistic resemblance to 33, but more thematic, if we want to call it that, <laughs> resemblance to 76. <laughs> the one thing I think this film actually gets okay is the sympathy from Anne towards Kong. Mm. I wouldn't call that sympathy earned here, no. but at least it's there. Um, and, you know, honestly, it was just hard for me to care about that sympathy, though, because I was spending a lot of time trying to figure out if Anne was a blonde or a redhead. <laughs> you know, in the dark, she seemed redheaded, but in the light, she seemed blonde. I couldn't solve the mystery. Did you figure this out, Alex? Uh, no, there there are some real mysteries having to do with the colors on this film. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like when she goes underwater, she completely changes ethnicity, like just <laughs> completely. <laughs> <laughs> Which was an odd artistic choice. Um, 
hell yeah, it's artistic liberty i guess i mean <laughs> but, you know hell, even that monkey whatever his whatever the hell his name was uh at one point he becomes chips yeah chips he even becomes completely yellow at one point before reverting uh-huh. back to his normal colors <laughs> like yeah but it's not just the coloring that is a problem because really that's not that major but What's even more of a problem is how freaking zoomed in this movie is at all times. Especially the scenes before Skull Island. Anytime someone's talking, I'm just, I'm baffled. I went through three different streaming services to make sure that I didn't have a bad copy. (laughs) It's like, nope. The frame is actually that zoomed in they take traditional shots during conversations and cut off uh-huh. the top of everyone's head or their chin yeah or their chin <laughs> and then like when a denim's assistant reacts to just about anytime he reacts to something it's zoomed in so much you can't even tell what his reaction is you just see his eyes go big i feel like <laughs> i feel like this has got to be some sort of compensation for an error during production. Like maybe an assistant spilt water on the top or bottom of the image and they just had to cut it off. And like, that's all we can't do anything. Is it? <laughs> There's nothing we can do. We're just going to have to zoom it in on all this. <laughs> like what happened? It's just, it's too bizarre to be on purpose. Oh man. I, I mean, this film, if we're honest, Alex, it wants to be a Disney classic. Oh yeah. And you know, at first I thought, you know, Maybe Disney could have made this film into a classic. But as the film wore on, I thought better of that idea and decided that I disagree with that entire premise, right? (laughs) There's absolutely no reason to make a musical animated Kong film. That's a family film, right? (laughs) Uh, That's based off the original. There's absolutely no reason. The concept itself is ridiculous. And that's so apparent in the film's tone, which is wacky and silly throughout, even in its serious moments. You know, after Anne is captured by the natives, by which, by the way, are portrayed here more terribly and more racist than any other Kong film, (laughs) like by far. (laughs) Wacky Ricky, then. He decides to make more bad jokes and takes the whole thing incredibly lightly, right? The music is weird at that point. It's just all strange. Like someone's just been kidnapped. And now we're just making more jokes and getting along. (sighs) Weird. Very weird. And at the end, you know, it gives us the classic. uh, Denim gives us the classic. It was the beauty killed the beast line. But that doesn't even have a payoff because (laughs) Kong actually survives at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, man. I just, I couldn't wait to finish this movie, it, to be honest. It's, it's so bad. Like, <laughs> we've been told things are bad before by the community, right? And yeah, But it, it yeah. turned into a little boy that, cr- that cried wolf scenario. Like, after Super Monster, I, I didn't, and Zegra, I, I didn't think people's opinions really held much water when they said something was awful. Because right. we ended up really enjoying those. I, I've kind of come around a little bit on Zegra. But this one, no one sold this one well enough about how bad it was. No. <laughs> the community no. did me a disservice. So again, I don't trust I don't trust any sort of com- I don't trust community still because they said, Yeah, that one's not very good. They're like, Yeah, the Mighty Kong's not very good. <laughs> it's like, no, <laughs> it's not just not very good. It's maybe one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, but you know <laughs> you mentioned that 
Kong actually survives at the end. Did you notice that mm-hmm. Kong, while he's laying unconscious on the ground, that someone is doing a chalk outline around Kong <laughs> like they thought he was dead? Which, no, but I like that. That's funny. <laughs> I thought that was actually a pretty funny detail. <laughs> yeah, I like that. But yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I couldn't wait for this atrocity to be over. But then again, I was laughing pretty hard at just about every turn. Cece was sitting here next to me, and I was just constantly going, what, what is happening? <laughs> like the, the, the Denim <laughs> and Anne love song, where they go from completely uh-huh. hating each other to having a song about how they feel like they've been together forever. <laughs> mm-hmm. What? Or even like... Oh no! It wasn't. It you wasn't mean, like De- the Jack. It, yeah, it was Jack. Jack. Yeah, Ann. it was Jack yeah. and Ann love song. And then Denim, he gets a roll of film wrapped around his leg while running away from Kong, and while falling to what he assumes is going to be his death, he yells something to the uh, to the effect of Geronimo excitedly, and then the film somehow <laughs> saves him. <laughs> oh man! But that, yeah. I, I don't ever know what's happening in this film. It's super short. But it feels like it's three hours. It's it's almost like this indiscernible, indescribable sensation watching this film. <laughs> well, well, speaking of falls, Alex, how about Kong's fall, right? Where he falls down, <laughs> hits his head. Yes. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's kind of violent, it's right? It's brutal. <laughs> it's brutal. <laughs> and then he's okay. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is such a weird, weird movie. <laughs> uh, and if you want to talk about actual pacing issues here alex this film has some real pacing (laughs) issues and i'm talking about the pacing of the movie not just how boring it was so we we might get a song for four minutes in which nothing happens and the the animation hardly shows us a character only then for the next two minutes give us 10 new things that happened (laughs) right um it feels like 10 minutes we, we go from arriving on skull island to kidnapping Kong, to bringing Kong back to the city. <laughs> it's just a lightning fast oh, pace man. after the first 40 minutes where we just spend a kind of getting to know these characters uh, and make our way to the island. Yeah. Um, it takes forever. It does take forever. And then it's like, and then the island part is like 10 minutes in the movie. <laughs> it's really weird. It is weird. And Eric, at what point did you realize how bad this movie was going to be? Because me, I, I, uh, I was pretty optimistic for like just a few moments in the beginning. <laughs> like, like I was like, yeah, okay, this isn't going to be that bad. But then for me, things really hit the hit the skids when she goes to the shipyard. And it's when we meet Wacky Ricky and Chips. Yeah, where I was like, oh boy, yep, that's yeah. the same spot. Yeah, it gets yeah. <laughs> it gets bad. What is going real on? Fast. This is this is strange. This is strange. <laughs> Well, before we get to our awards here, Alex, you know, I think we're going to need a palate cleanser. And so we actually already recorded our MVM Plus today uh, because we were avoiding uh, talking about this movie. But if you need a palate cleanser, head on over to patreon.com slash MVM pod. You can become a member of the Bargain Basement Club and listen to our MVM Plus, where we actually talk about some hopefully pretty good content. We (laughs) talked about all the news that was released recently. Shin Ultraman trailer, new Singular Point trailer, Pacific Rim Black trailer. There was so much release this week. 
Um, I'm sure we missed a couple things. Oh, yeah. um, you can even get that if that seems like, oh, that was last week's news. That's right. It was because this was always released a week or two after because we record ahead. But you can stay up to date with our MVM Plus over on patreon.com slash MVM pod. Mm. Now, Alex, I, I, I'm personally not putting Theo no, through this movie. I don't, I, I don't um, even want to put Gwen through it. Like, I, I don't want her first interaction to like a real interaction with Kong, with Kong to be this. Like, I don't want to. Yeah, I, you, we do a monster you movie. You tried to sell me that this was a family movie, and I'm just glad that I didn't scar any of my kids by watching <laughs> this movie with them. Well, yeah, you're right. This thing should be rated uh, <laughs> NC17 <laughs> GTFO. <laughs> It is bad. We could do a monster piece theater, but I feel like we just watched one. So um, we won't be doing monster piece. I feel like we've been sapped of all of our energy by this movie. Like it's crushed our spirits. And we've we've only (laughs) barely made it alive. But Alex, I do have uh we got that wrong. I do have a quick we got that wrong. Um and it is from James Davies, um, who who told me that a couple things he told me. First off, in 76, we weren't sure if uh, Kong, the island that they went to, was actually referred to as Skull Island. Right. But it is. Oh. It's explicitly referred to as Skull Island. And we just completely oh. missed it, which is absolutely not surprising. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the other thing is, um, you know, my version of the film where, you know, Fred Wilson actually escapes death and has to watch uh, his evil unfold yeah. right, and destroy city and take lives. It was actually supposed to happen like that. Huh. Um, Fred Wilson was supposed to live exactly the way um, that we said. Kong was going to step over him. Um, and they wanted him to return, actually, in a sequel, um, kind of like Denim did in Son of oh, Kong. Really? But test audiences hated that idea. Um, they hated the idea of the evil capitalist getting away scot free, so they re-edited the. Did scene they not see the original movie? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then, Andrew uh, added on to that and said that uh, the actor who plays Fred Wilson—I can't remember his name right now—he actually didn't know that he died until he saw the film for the first really? time. Um, yeah, which I thought was really interesting. Uh. Um, I think it was in his autobiography, maybe, but he didn't know he died until he saw the film for the first time. Wow. So I thought those were two interesting tidbits from 76. Yeah, I mean, think about it. They could have had a sequel that have been very similar in terms of like starting point, even to Son of Kong. Yeah. Which would have been yeah. interesting, yeah. actually. Interesting. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I feel like well, we were ripped off. Like, this is a case of audience not knowing best. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, though I know also that the studio didn't, uh, the reason it took so long for a sequel, uh, it took, you know, 10 years right. for a sequel, was because it didn't do as well as the studio originally thought. And there were some strained kind of relationships between the producer, the director, and the studio. Huh. Um, they make amends, and 10 years later, we got King Kong yeah. Lives. Thanks for that. I'm so, so glad everybody worked it out. 
Uh, all right, Alex, let's go ahead and move in to our awards. Uh, starting with you, Cool's Character Award. Who'd yeah, you have? Uh, I had the captain, and I actually liked this character. He was the only character that I really liked because he was well-performed, and he just kind of seems to be a little bit like Jack from the 76 film in that he knows that they need to leave the native people alone, and he even gives reasons for why. And he just completely understands their predicament. And... But what I like is, is like what, even when they're confronted, he is he even able to kind of translate a little bit. So he's kind of this jack of all trades. He's the only like person that thinks for themselves. I feel like in the movie and just isn't ushered forward by the plot. Uh, but I just, <laughs> I actually, really, I must have missed. Yeah, them. <laughs> he, he's only got a few lines, and they're pretty good lines. I was probably distracted by my coolest character. Which was chips. Is this the yellow <laughs> chips or the normal chips? <laughs> yellow chips. Super Saiyan Super chips. Saiyan. Um, because <laughs> he had no reason to be in the movie. You know, he's just along for the jokes and the good ride right. and to start a start a two man show with wacky Ricky as oh, as I've loved to start calling them. So man, yeah, chips has to be you know, he's not a human, so that kind of gives me a little bit of sympathy for him, you know? <laughs> gives um, him a leg up on everybody else. <laughs> it gives him a leg up on everyone, oh. exactly. You know, my most memorable line award, Was Alex, it from to Chips? transition to our next one. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. <laughs> no, he had some, you know, in this in the total of this film, he probably had some of the best oh, lines, yeah. for sure. Um, no, my it came from the first mate. I thought it was the first mate. Maybe it was the captain. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, my guess is this Kong is either a God or an evil spirit, which was kind of, it was more insightful compared to most of the lines that we got in this film. That might um, have been the captain. Just because it was kind of reflective. Is that the it captain have, or the first, first? What do you mate? look like? Uh, a sailor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's him. With a big chin, but I don't know if it was a big chin because it was just kind of zoomed up on his face the whole time. <laughs> I don't know, but it was it was a reflective. It was like a moment of reflection in this entire film. Um, you know, I did like. I, I do. I do. Got to say, like the 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 line I started the film or the the show off with for the preamble. I did like that as well uh, as like a kind of. Um, a reflection on the original 1933 King King Kong film. It's got drama, it's got heart, it's got terror, but it's art. Um, cli- climatically, it cast a mystic spell. Um, I think that's pretty interesting uh, as as a description of the 33 film and as like something they were probably trying to go for in this film, but just epically oh, failed at. Yeah, yeah, what a failure. <laughs> Everybody that worked on this film should never have been able to work again. Um, <laughs> That's pretty mean, but <laughs> it is, and I mean it. Um, and <laughs> my favorite line, or most memorable line, was from Anne. Uh, they're talking about she's talking with Denim about where Kong's going to live, and that he was looking at a thousand acres in Jersey for Kong to live at. And she says, he can't survive in Jersey. Nobody can. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. That it's pretty funny. good. It's pretty good. There you go. So there's a line. There's a line that we yeah, liked. Yeah. Um, no, we're going to get a bunch of 
hate mail from Art Scott fans, the director of this yeah, movie. Okay. Um, <laughs> so there's actually another line by Denim that I, I liked early, like very early on. It may have been one of his first lines. He's walking out of the mm-hmm. theater after it's like co- almost completely empty. And he says, I'm telling you, Roscoe, closing this show is the smartest thing I've ever done. Now we move on to bigger and better adventures. And I, I thought it really yeah. showed off his character pretty well before everything just fell apart. Because it, yeah. it clearly wasn't his decision to close the show, but he was of the mind that it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's giving, a, that's giving it a lot of credit. No, but no. I, it, it, I like it, it. I genuinely, like this line, I was like, at that point, I was like, wow, like this is actually like got something going for it. And then it's like, no. <laughs> The first 10 minutes, yeah, you're right. No, you're right. The first 10 minutes of, of the film uh, actually are palatable. They, yeah. they are. Um, what about your Can't Believe That Voice Acting Award? Mine's got to be, well, I, I kind of took it a different route here, Eric. So Okay, all right. I actually gave this award not to the voice actor, but to the animation. Maybe, <laughs> I, you know, I don't think I've ever done this before, but Ricky, when, he, when he's talking... His animation pauses, and you get this beautiful moment where you just look, and he has these soulless eyes, and his mouth is usually agape, and it's just like this black hole, and it's just the oddest thing, and I think he might be the true evil of the film. You know, I I didn't mind Ricky until he started making jokes after, like, immediately after Anne was kidnapped and everybody else is panicking. (laughs) He just starts, like, cracking jokes, and I'm like, yeah, you are the true face yeah. of evil here. So Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, man. Like he's the uh what's her name from Godzilla ninety eight of <laughs> Mighty Kong. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh the the one that you have something against. Yeah, we yeah. got a beef. Uh what was her name? Oh, it's gonna come to me. Audrey. Claudia Audrey. or something like oh, Audrey. My yeah, nemesis. Audrey. <laughs> oh man. Mine so my can't believe that voice acting. It's actually Anne screams like they're genuinely good. You know, she's being offered as a sacrifice for Kong and she has some genuine screams for t- of terror. Uh, so I've got to go with Anne screams huh. that they're, they're actually the, pretty good. So I, I I'll give it's it actually it. a fun fact. They actually had to murder her on set to get those recordings. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Did not know that. Did not know that Alex. <laughs> what about your uh, standout effect award? So, I think the whenever we have an animated film, I, I think about like standout animated sequences mm. for our standout effects. And so for me, it's probably like the Kong animation as he's walking through the New York City right. streets. I actually think the animation there is not bad. Like when we're first introduced to Kong, it's pretty terrible. <laughs> like I'm like, this is a weird sort of Kong. Right. Like he looks weird. Like. Uh, but he actually looks better in the city, which is very strange to me. It's like they did the city scenes first. They <laughs> changed artists and they had to hire someone that wasn't as good. And then they did the jungle scene. I'm not yeah. sure. They may have done uh, that after the intern spilled the coffee. Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, but I actually liked that. I actually liked when he was walking through yeah. the city. Um, some of the things they did with him in the city were pretty cool. So I, I, I'll give it to that that part. Um, what I really liked was the Patrick the Starfish dancing and playing guitar moment from, <laughs> oh, what was that song, Eric? It's the one where she's singing on the beach for whatever reason. Polly. No, it's the Dolly of Polly Dolly Ollie of song. Dolly of Polly Ollie. 
There's inexplicably two starfish that look just like Patrick Star. And they play guitar and they dance. I mean, we get a lot of dancing animals for no reason. For no reason. Dancing turtles. I love the dancing and guitar playing turtles. So um, we'll get to our favorite song, favorite musical moment. Yeah, I know. I I am Um, wondering. Okay, yeah, it is. It's the proto. It is the proto Patrick the Star because the next year Patrick the Star is born. Hmm, there he goes, influenced by the Man, mighty call. At least something good came out there of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> what about your, uh, oh, that's a good shot. Award, uh, there's a shot of Kong walking towards the Empire State Building, and it's shot directly behind him while he's walking towards it. He just mm. he looks like the most jacked gorilla I've ever seen in my life walking towards it. And it's, it's, it's actually a cool looking yeah. shot. Well, it's weird. He like is a <laughs> chubby guy on the island. You know, and then like he becomes jacked whenever he goes gets to the city, and it's a. Well, it's a he was imprisoned on the ship, so he was having to do work like prison workouts, and so oh, by right. the time he gets yeah, he's there, doing his prison yeah. workouts. Yeah, he's he's buff. <laughs> uh, mine was it was right before like the Jack uh, and song, and they talk about this Southern Cross constellation. And they have this moment where we get like stars zooming across the sky. And I think it's meant to be kind of like this trippy scene, you know, like uh, kind of like a really cool animated sequence. It's not very cool. (laughs) (laughs) But I like the idea behind it. So I'll give that my, oh, that's a good shot at war. Wow. Yeah, that's all we could get. That's all we could scrounge up. That's all all I can get. Yeah, you know, I I mentioned to you, that this was early on in my viewing to be fair eric but i was like hey let's do a bonus award best musical number or some crap like that yeah now i regret it because we had to be on this episode longer but eric yeah (laughs) did you have a favorite musical number well it has to be the standout song you know (laughs) the dolly of polyolic which makes no sense (laughs) the whole song makes no sense but it rhymes a lot you get some musical animals. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's. I mean, I guess it's the catchiest one. Even though I like, I like the the main denim song. Um, it, it's actually like if I'm if I'm being honest, like that one isn't the worst. As I said, I already like those some of those lyrics, but it's just a like be our guest ripoff. Yeah. Um, but the main denim song is is okay, uh, and, and you know it's actually a motif because it actually happens more than once i wish it would have happened again honestly um to kind of like really bring it full full force back uh but i mean the dolly of Polly Ollie just has so many good rhymes and so many good national treasure moments. what i loved is that during one. that song they would have animated water and then for whatever reason it turned into normal water <laughs> like realistic water and then they put this weird filter over it and then animated like seals or otters on top of it. And it was just like artistic, artistic choices. You're right. Man. It was high art. You can thank art Scott yeah. for that. Come so. fight me art Scott. Um, <laughs> so mine was, <laughs> he spent five years on this film, dude, of his life and we're just crapping all over it. Um, so mine was the, the Jack and Anne song where they have hated each other and for no reason suddenly have fallen in love 
and mm-hmm. it's like they've known each other all along. And it's just like it feels like twenty minutes of singing about it. Yeah, which to be fair, it, the same thing kind of happens in the original King Kong. Um, now there's no musical say. number, unfortunately. But oh yeah, they hate each other. Well, they don't hate each other, but like he doesn't believe she should be there, and then they fall in love. Like two yeah, seconds it later. happens real quick. I don't um, buy it, but it's got. Yeah. It doesn't make me sit and stew on it for ten minutes. <laughs> While they sing. Right. And then have like weird <laughs> things where they turn into star people. The animation style there is strange too. It's like they try to do like this grainy approach to it. Like that's the, it's you know, so, they talk about the Southern Cross constellation yeah. there. And then they have like the grainy approach where they're kind of doing like shadows and silhouettes. This is where it really felt like it was trying to be a Disney romance scene, you know, like yeah. a Eric and Ariel from Little Mermaid type of scene. And it just didn't work. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't. It, the, the whole thing, uh, it's, no. it's a mess. It was rough. Uh. <laughs> All right, man. I th- we've oh, I, we've pretty much made it. We're pretty much in the clear. Um, but we still have to do our rating and ranking. Why don't you go ahead and go first? Uh, yeah. So at first, I was like, "Yeah, it, it's not that bad." And then ten minutes passed. <laughs> And it just gets so much worse. Um, uh, like, what's the lowest we can do? <laughs> can we do a zero? Or does it have to be like a point five? I, I mean, you could. I think I would give it... I, I think, think I'll give it a... Do I want to give it a one? That's what I'm trying to figure out. A one out of five because of my laughter that ensued from just... Oh, my God. I'm going to give it a point five. I can't even justify a one. Okay. It's, it's a point five out of five for me. Yeah, yeah. I, mm, I don't know what to say personally about this film, except I'm sorry <laughs> that we decided to watch it for the show. Um, send all hate mail to what? Alex for this. <laughs> this one. is a joint uh, decision, and, and hey, no, send all hate mail to Legendary because we wouldn't have done this movie if they hadn't pushed. <laughs> if they hadn't pushed yeah. that movie back. <laughs> True, true. So I give it, I think I'm, it's, you know, after careful consideration, I'm going to put at the bottom of my Kong <laughs> ratings. Um, and I'm going to give it a, uh, it's hard for me to justify more than a 0.5. Exactly. Five, like, like you honest. can't recommend it to anybody. You're never going to want to watch it again. It's not even in so bad it's good territory. It's really not in that like so bad as good category. Like this might be this is one of the worst things I've ever. Yeah, watched. no, it is. Um, <laughs> so I, I mean, and, it, to put it like that, I have you know, it's it's got to be a point five out of five. Um, <laughs> and I think that's the lowest rating I can give because it, it is a film. It does so, exist. <laughs> it does exist, so it can't be a zero. Um, <sighs> I guess. Uh, so I, I'm going to give it a 0.5 out of five, uh, and that puts it at the yeah, bottom. Yeah, of this is Hall of Fame material right here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we'll ever give a 0.5 out of five. I, to I really, film, but we might. Yeah, be we might be surprised, but I really doubt it. I really doubt it. Yeah, Uh-oh. I doubt it. I doubt it. All right, Alex. Next week, hopefully, it's more than a 0.5 out of five because we are watching Peter Jackson's King Kong. 
Ooh, I am excited. excited? I, I I'm really excited. Uh, did we decide on the extended version, or are we gonna watch the normal version? If I could get my hands on the extended version, I probably would. But I think we'll just watch. Okay, the I'll watch version. the. I'm definitely gonna watch the extended version. <laughs> and just so you do know. that. Um, you know, I would. I would actually. Do that, actually, I would That'd actually be good. recommend people do it if they can, if they're able to. Yeah, um, if you can. because yeah. I'm going to watch the normal version because that's what I have access to. All right. I, I might, we'll try to figure out something. But yeah, I am going to watch the extended. Right. It does add more of the, I will say this just from memory and now seeing King Kong uh, 33, it does add more mm-hmm. of that moment, that ongoing nightmare where they're slowly picked off more and more. The Most of the scenes it adds mm. is more encounters, actually. Yeah. I've actually heard that. I've heard that. Um, cool. Well, yeah, we'll talk about it. I, I'll probably watch the regular. You, you'll probably watch the extended cut, and we can talk about what's kind of added and what I missed out on. Um, maybe we'll we'll, we'll mm. see. We'll see. <laughs> um, but did you come up I with did, a rhyme? I didn't. For but I, I've actually. I think I actually have one because I can use. I've got one. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it before I forget it. Uh, okay. The next King Kong is made by Peter Jackson. Is it nothing but action, or does it leave us with some satisfaction? Mm, that was pretty good, man. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that, totally unprepared. <laughs> well, what stinks is that I was going to rhyme something with Jackson, but now I'm trying to like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> come up with something else. And I can't, I can't do these off the top of my head rhymes like you can. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, I right. fail most of <laughs> the time. Or. <laughs> Our next film was released in 2005. Um, will we jive or... That sounds like one of mine. <laughs> or does... Or, or, will, this, will this film jive or will it thrive? And I feel like those are two of the oh same things. God. I got so much satisfaction <laughs> from that. Like, oh... This is what it's like to hear me do it. Oh, my gosh. All right. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I know. That was bad. That was bad. But I'll have something better next week. I'll have something better next week. Because we're not going to do, after this film, Alex, we're not doing any more animated Kong. No. Uh, I know there was the BK. We were going to. And then once we realized there's an animated series that leads up to those. There's a series. Mm. We don't have time for it. Maybe one day we'll come back to it. Sayonara. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I want to know if people have seen it and if it's any good because everybody raves about Godzilla. Yeah, Obviously, they're going to rave about Godzilla. But has anyone seen yeah, Godzilla let- and also seen the King Kong animated series? And if so, let me know what you think because I really want to know. Yeah, let us know. Yeah, seriously, let us know. You can find this over on Twitter and Instagram at MVM underscore pod on Letterboxd where Alex Cornette and Eric Neely. You can email us, nvmpod at gmail.com, or leave us feedback at nvmpod.com. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash nvmpod and receive weekly bonus off-the-cuff episodes. And if you feel so glad, leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews really help. Monsters vs. Men is produced by Alex Cornette, executive producers of Faye Basier and Michael Herndon. Special thanks to our wives, comma, rock band for PlayStation 3, Senor Honda, Drew the Collector, our Instagram connector, and you, the listener, for listening.
Seriously, this yes. week, thank you for listening. Until next try week. Try to stay, to stay alive. alive. I finally understand nihilism. (laughs) Uh, You have seen the darkness and there's no going back. That's right. Uh, You have. uh, I I welcome the golden (laughs) demise. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh. oh man, you welcome the gold demise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. This is just an abomination of a movie.